Hey, this is LOA Today, the Law of Attraction show. Welcome to LOA Today, Walt Thiessen and Joel Elston here. It is Thursday, March the 16th, 2017, and if you're living in the Northeast, I hope you're all dug out from the blizzard of 2017, particularly if you live in uh, northern New York and Massachusetts, western Massachusetts. I know you got uh, hit kind of hard, but uh, to all my friends and family back in the Capital District of upstate New York, you have my sympathy. I'm actually glad I'm in Connecticut because I got less snow than you did. (laughs) (laughs) that's good Walt (laughs) but anyway we are finishing up the last chapter we're going to look at of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill this is chapter 14 the sixth sense the door to the temple of wisdom and it's also described subtitled the 13th step toward riches and Joel you and I were talking before we began the show this one this is a real challenge because it starts talking about stuff that borders so heavily on the spiritual realm that it, it can scare scare people. And yet, it's a fascinating topic, one that I wish that I I could apply better. I mean, I, I'll tell you honestly, Joel, I've been trying to apply this one. I haven't successfully done it yet. This has been one of my, uh, as I announce every so often, uh, I am a recovering Southern Baptist as well as a recovering uh, <laughs> compulsive gambler. And and my uh, life with uh, uh, organized religion, while I certainly have a belief in God, uh, has been uh, one that I, I – it's been an evolving thing over the years. Mm-hmm. So religion in general has been a problem for me uh, in, in seeing man's interference in it. So anytime you – you know, separating the spiritual side from – in my own personal walk with God and what man has made religion has always been difficult. So anytime we, we bring this subject up, I, 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 I really have, like you're saying, applying some of this sometimes maybe this may be the, 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 the step of this program that I'm the least in tune with Mm. is maybe the best way to say that. Okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, he even points out uh, in the chapter that you don't actually have to apply this chapter you don't have to apply this principle in order to make the other principles work. The other principles will work just fine without it. That's sort of his caveat, his uh, way of saying, uh, well, you know, I believe this is true, but you don't have to believe this is true. So right. he gives you some, some wiggle room on that. And, and you right. need it because this is, this is pretty wild stuff he's writing about. I will say one other thing, Joel. You and I first met when I interviewed you in December of 2012, I believe it was. Right. About two months later, I interviewed another gentleman who had written a book, and in that book, he talked about how he had had all these conversations with very famous people who had long since passed on uh, to the other side. And it strikes me, that's not all that dissimilar from what Hill is writing about here. So I actually have a little experience talking to people about this. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's really good. I'm glad. (laughs) It it makes it a little bit easier to handle, although I, I will also say that this is probably going to be a more interesting conversation because as interesting as what that guy's topic was, he wasn't the most vibrant public speaker. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that can make a difference. It so, does. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so let, let's, let's, let's get rolling here. So let's start by just reading what he has to say. Um, I kind of, I'm going to skip over some of the, the 
early start, the early paragraphs, and just touch on where he starts to talk about it more specifically. And he really doesn't talk about it very specifically, so I'm, I'm kind of grasping at straws a bit in terms of where I'm starting. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to start with the third paragraph. The third paragraph says, The sixth sense is that portion of the subconscious mind which has been referred to as the creative imagination, which he refers to earlier in the book. It has also been referred to as the receiving set, quote-unquote, which ideas, plans, and thoughts flash into the mind. The flashes are sometimes called hunches or inspirations. Now, that much we can buy into. I mean, we've all had that kind of thing happen. Absolutely. Completely, yes. And that 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 is, so far, I'm not out. I'm, I haven't left the building. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so continuing. The sixth sense defies description. Okay, well, I'll buy that too. It cannot be described to a person who has not mastered the other principles of this philosophy. Okay, I'm starting to go out the door. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, because such a person has no knowledge. Yeah, okay, I got a full foot out the door now. <laughs> and no experience with which the sixth sense may be compared. Understanding of the sixth sense comes only by meditation through mind development from within. Okay, that much I can buy into. Absolutely. The sixth sense probably is the medium of contact between the finite mind of man and infinite intelligence. Yeah, makes total sense. And for this reason, it is a mixture of both the mental and the spiritual. It is believed to be the point at which the mind of man contacts the universal mind. Okay, so we kind of went through the, the, the side roads to get there, but we got to something that you and I think can definitely agree with. That, that uh, on the spiritual side of things, we are capable of connecting to the, the whatever you want to call it, spirit, the other side, the larger side, the universal mind, God, I don't care what label you give to it, we are able to connect with that. Agreed? Right. Absolutely. All yes. Right. Now he says, after you have mastered principles in this book, described in this book, you will be prepared to accept this truth of statement which may otherwise be incredible to you. Namely, through the aid of the sixth sense, you will be warned of impending dangers in time to avoid them and notified of opportunities in time to embrace them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here here's a couple of law of attraction in general things here's where sort of there's a rub i i i i do believe i have a you and i were talking before right now uh my life is going exceptionally well in all areas well, if you want to uh, give us an update on i don't know how much you can go into but if you want to give right. us an update i mean it's wonderful stuff that's been happening so i like it really is you know, introducing uh, I, any I, good things Exactly. I have a, a new position, you know, that I, I, I may be taking with a new uh, addiction treatment facility with some former colleagues. I uh, that that is going to is very exciting. So I, I I'm probably going to be moving in that direction. My personal uh, coaching business has uh, I really am on a waiting list right now. Uh, my my foster son is doing exceptionally well. We, we've become you know we're, we're through that awkward phase. And, and when you say uh, you're on a waiting list, it's not you who's on the list. It's about ten or twelve other people who are on your yeah, list. Right, wait, wait to right, talk to I, you. Wait, talk to me. So the, the you know so so it, my health remains you know very very good. I, I have no health issues whatsoever. I feel wonderful. Uh, plenty of energy. And and I'm not saying that other than than just reinforcing that's how things are going i'm vibrating which is all that. fantastic i am so pleased and happy for you but and, and and that 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 idea that that goes so so that's the what i've been working on for so long to live like that and all that is actually reality now for a long time i was building to that reality i was 
there were days when I didn't know if I was going to be able to fill all these blanks in. Well, all the blanks have filled in very nicely, and, and things are going well. However, when there there is where I have a little different, like he, when he's talking about you'll, you'll be warned of impending danger. Let's start with that one. Um, there is a natural negative flow that for so long has taken place in, in, in society. I think we're conditioned. We've talked about a lot of that before. So as I'm looking at uh, this new opportunity, one of the things that, that I have to watch myself is not letting negative or, or thing, not looking at what may go wrong, but looking at all the potential of what may go right. Yes. So if I mistake a, that, that old way of thinking as a warning, I might not be able to fulfill. That's where I sort of part company a little bit here. I, I, I think that idea that if you t- are telling people that beware of the impending doom, oh, I know people that there there is impending doom all the time. Absolutely. And, oh yeah. And, and, and so you know, it, it's where some of this starts to. And, and maybe these you know, our our listeners at this point are going, okay, you're really splitting hairs here. But I I where I believe the the sixth sense takes place. I instinctively know. I do believe. Uh, but you and I were talking about some some of the things, and, and I and, and I was talking to you about this uh, over the last couple of weeks, anyway, about this potentially happening, and and some of my concerns that I needed to look at, and and I was originally hoping to postpone this further down, and probably not actually start this till after summer, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the you know a lot of things were happening and moving, and they they probably do need me quicker than that. So there, there was a, a middle ground that I did not even think about that we sort of came to that, wow, this, this makes a lot of sense. This is a very rare opportunity to not only work with an incredible uh, a group of clients, but uh, one of the most respected professional staffs in the country and, and, and have uh, ownership in something that will have great value one day. So this is a wonderful opportunity. But I have to also beware that I have historically, it hasn't been around for a long time, so I don't, I don't even give it credence anymore, but I don't want to mistake an old negative pattern of thinking as a warning sign either. Does that make sense, Walt? It, it does make sense, and I, I think we have to perhaps give Hill a little bit of leeway on this because he combines two concepts into one. He says, let me repeat that paragraph, that last one that we stopped on. Through the aid of the sixth sense, you will be warned of impending dangers in time to avoid them and notified of opportunities in time to embrace them. I think what he's really trying to say there is you get clues about stuff if yes. you can be sensitive enough to notice that they're there. He is not saying go out of your way to look for the bad things that are going to happen, but it comes out that way anyway, and that's what makes it frustrating. Well, and, and that, and that, and, and I, in giving him credit because to this point that we are probably ninety nine point five percent in agreement with with at least I am to where he's been most of the book. Right. So the idea that that that's a little piece, and I don't want to tear it apart, but I I could hear our listeners who have been with us on this incredible journey as we've gone through this fine work, saying. Okay, well, I'm hearing something totally different. So that's why I'm sort of throwing a flag on that, mm-hmm. not necessarily questioning his sincerity, but maybe his way of put it's, – it's not matching some of the stuff we were talking about earlier. While the, the law of attraction as we talk about it, that name didn't exist back here when he wrote the book. Right. And, you know, so the, the – when we I, – I look at it this way. I have – 
I have this, this, I do feel I have a sixth sense. I do feel that I'm developing it. I do feel that, that it is growing. I, I, I meditate. I used to not be able to meditate. I have really off the wall ADHD. Um, it, it serves me and it also punishes me at times. Uh, and, and I, I've learned to use it as a, what I call a master tool in my life, but I never thought I'd be able to meditate. So I started meditating probably two or three minutes at a time. Well, I can meditate for 30 or 45 minutes now. Wow. Well, that's an amazing thing for me. And so I find great benefits. So I think I am improving my brain, calming it down. And, and the more I can do that, the more I can become in tune. I talked to you about how I, I, have always known I haven't able been able to identify it or quantify it always but I can I could be around people who have great energy and 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 be energized and and they're energized by me uh, and we, we raise each other up together and then I've been around other people who demagnetize me or whatever you want to call it <laughs> and, and and they 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 sort of drain my energy not that they're bad people, but their energy is a draining force in my life. Oh, there's no so, doubt about it. There are some people who just – they live their life sucking the energy of others because they can't generate their own. Right. I have I have a colleague that I consult with uh, occasionally. He's a therapist, and uh, he's historically had some uh, uh, addiction issues in the past. But him and I can sit down and we can start – and he thinks a lot like you and I think, Walt – and we can start talking, and you look up at the clock, and an hour and fifteen minutes have passed. <laughs> and and it, it's like wow, because that energy is is vibrating on such a great level. Right. But yet I have I have another client, a very nice young man, that I, you know I I I can look up at the clock and go, oh my goodness, five minutes. <laughs> it seems like two hours, and right. I, and, and, and I, I and I'm fighting the yawning urge, and I'm doing so so that so I. My sixth sense picks up and taps into the the that energy that you you know when we first you mentioned when we we first talked you you I was actually trying to get our Twitter account up um, you know and get it up and running back at the treatment center I used to work at where you you actually then read the one of my tweets or right, something right and and that's how we got connected exactly and. Now we talked, and we I thought it was a very good interview. It was, uh, and, we, and I think we did a follow up at some point. Yep. Uh, and then we, you know, it, it sort of went our ways, and and I I left the the treatment center, and and then I wrote a book, and I said, well, hey, I wonder if Walt's still doing that, and I got hold of. Now, my point that's you know November that's you know on, as well it's a little over four years ago that we we had that we had that conversation. Nowhere along the way could I have imagined that we would be doing a weekly show together on this topic. I, I can't say that I would have imagined that, but I will say this. After our first interview, there was so much energy in that interview. And um, I, I've actually played it back a few times to see if the energy is there. And it's actually not quite as big in the playback as what I was feeling and what you, I think you were feeling when we were doing the interview. Right. But nevertheless, the energy was there. And at the end of it, I remember saying to myself, I wonder how I can justify getting him to do another interview sometime. What topic could I come up with? Because I, I like the idea of doing it. So you're right. I hadn't really thought about us you know, co-hosting a show together, but I had thought about us doing some other stuff together. Well, and, and, that, and that's where that sixth sense was taking place. Yes. It, it isn't able, and, and I'm not saying you can't define it to a point where you can get it there. It wasn't able to take it all the way, but it was picking up that this this is a real thing. Right. And, exactly. And 
that's what developing that brain. And, and I think I think what he's trying to get at in this, and I, I this is what I always do, it is the the development of your spiritual side, whatever that means to you. That's the very key thing. Right. The development of your spiritual side, and the the healthy thought processes, the positive th- merging them together. And, and and allowing the, the the your spiritual side and take place with you know the, the it become a mesh with the rest of the body become one and 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 that that piece for me is sort of integrating the 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 belief that when I meditate that there I can I believe there's a, a, a the ability one day that that after we leave this planet uh, I I know there's something else there but I, I believe there's once we get there, we have access to all the information to ever exist in the in the in everywhere. I mean, for from the beginning of time, throughout the universe, uh, I think all the information exists, and you have instant access to it once you get there. That's mm-hmm. just my belief system. I, I, it, I actually believe the same thing. I'm it's interesting yeah. to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, and so so you know that 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 I believe. So what if? that there's a, a way to spiritually obtain a connection to that while you're still alive. Mm-hmm. I would find that to be fascinating. Oh, I have, I, I've been wanting to do it for a long time now. Now, I literally call it, and, and, and I, I, I laugh, I, I, tell, I tell people that before Google ever existed, Yeah, right. I, I always said, wouldn't it be great if you could just think about a topic and then have access to the world's information on that topic? And and that everybody laughed. Oh yes, you watch too much Star Trek or whatever. Well, I, we haven't gotten quite to the think about it part, but all you got to do is say it, and uh, everybody and, and everybody got, knows what the word Google means now. It didn't mean it, anything in 1997, but everybody not, knows what it means now. It, yeah, and 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 there was a researcher that I was talking to the other day that he, he's very much into a lot about the way we're thinking, and he's also into the brain mechanics, and he has at least he believes he has the ability right now to plant a chip in the brain and and literally connect to the internet oh yeah and, yeah and, that, that's a cool thing right there that that's actually yeah. something i've been waiting to see happen yes yes and he in that in that connection he said now that they don't have the language of thought you know down the way it it, it will need to be but the idea that you could you could use the brain waves, have a transmitter that's connected to Wi-Fi somewhere, and you can get the you can get the noise out of the brain. You just got to do figure out the language piece. And, and, and there are going to be people who will hear this, uh, particularly among uh, the evangelical right, who are going to be freaked out about it because there is a very strong belief that this kind of chip in the body is going to come along. And its purpose is going to be to control all of mankind and eliminate all of our freedoms and so forth. So and I joke, we, we, I, we I, should at least acknowledge that 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 side of the argument. And, and I I have to say there is at least some small amount of credibility with it. Absolutely, and, and I and what I, by reporting this, I'm not suggesting it's a good idea. I'm I'm because I, I don't like the on the other side because of my political beliefs. I don't like the idea of someone that could eventually access your thoughts and judge you, or or, or say you committed a crime only on thoughts. I, I, I there, okay. there, there's a whole side to it that I could be like, oh no, 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 and you know if they have the ability to do it, they will. So, um, I, and I do agree that there, there's a lot of downside, but 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 the, 
the the message of being able to connect to a much larger resource of information, even than than the internet, and do that through a connection is something that you I. I I envision, I hope to be able to do. I know when I, I go to that next level, when I leave this planet, I will be there and I will be able to access all that. But what if what if there's a way to do that while we're here? There, well, now, there, there actually is a way to do it while we're here. And and I wanted to throw in the, the one extra piece, which is this this is the part that should at least to some degree assuage the fears, which is it isn't just a question of trying to teach the piece how to interconnect with our thoughts. That's certainly a major part of it. And it's, it's something that they're still working on. But the other piece of it is going to be building in the security so that somebody else can't tap their way in and influence your connection, whatever they want to influence it. If we can set things up, and this is very technologically possible to do, if we can set things up so that these, these chips or whatever they are um, can be controlled by us individually so that we are the only ones who decide who has access to whatever it is that we're doing with them, that's going to provide a very large realm of security to work within. And, and that that and that that would be that could be an amazing piece. And I oh yeah today today I was I was uh, I, I was meeting I mentioned earlier about talking with this facility about coming on board, uh, and I was meeting with the the owner, the the uh, doctor that that really is the founder, and he sat down and I'm gonna give a quick example without violating any confidence, but I right. th- th- he he had just talked to a young lady, who said he had told her that. If your drug screen, you tell me if you use before I, I run your drug screen. If you tell me the truth and it comes back positive, we will we will keep you in the program. But if you lie to me again, I'm going to exit the program. Mm-hmm. You're going to exit the program. Okay. She she said I have not used doctor. I have not used it all. So she went and took her test. I came and sat down and we began our conversation. The nurse brought in the sample, and she had used a significant amount of drugs. Okay. So he said, well, I'm going to have to terminate her from the program. And I said, well, it's a shame. I said, I, I, the fact that she's showing up means she does want to get better. And I do, you know, and, and maybe there's a, this is an opportunity to get her to open up. Mm-hmm. And so him and I started talking briefly. Now, she hadn't left the building. She was still out in the lobby. And he's like, oh, I just had an idea. And so we, by him and I talking – Comparing thoughts, comparing gen- sort of like a mini mastermind meeting, which we've talked about in the past. Right. He had an idea of bringing her back in and saying, I just did your drug test. I'm aware of the results. And I'm going to give you one more opportunity because you're, you're in denial to explain to me why you would test positive. And it opened up for the first time she was able to break through and be honest for the very first time. Which is anybody that knows addiction work, that honesty and admission piece is huge. And it was a big turning point, and it happened not because I'm a genius. It happened because two people sat down and sort of thought about something, and instead of just sticking with the the doctor could have been rigid and said, you're terminated for the program. But it opened a conduit to open up something bigger, and he thought of that after him and I were talking. Interesting point is that she was sitting out there in the hall waiting for you guys. Yes. And she knew deep down inside that she had told a fib. She knew it. Yes. There, there was, yes. I mean, she could try to shield herself from it all she wants, but deep down she knew it. Yes. So, so she was primed. She was ready when she came in there. And it was just a question of one thing. Did she want to get better? Yeah. Apparently and she it, did. 
And she did. And, and at the end of the day, I told him, and, and that's what I told the doctor. I said, I, I don't think you lose. He said, well, I don't want to lose credibility. I said, I don't think you're losing credibility. Our mission are our, is our patients. And we have to meet each patient where they're at. Now, I know some very arrogant. They try to use masking agents and all that. Now, they're gone. They're, you know, that, that's not what we're into. But somebody who, who, who just has never been successful, nobody else has been able to help this lady. Let's do something different. Mm. And, and so the, the reason this applies to that, that I think the sixth sense we have talked in great deal in one of our, one of my favorite chapters and, 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 and that we've done was talking about the mastermind meeting mm-hmm. and, and the benefit of that. Right. So I think development of the sixth sense not only happens in meditation and, and pursuing the stuff that we do and the programming we do with the brain, but I also think mastermind meetings are a way to, to, almost double down on the increasing of the sixth sense but the more people involved in the process both parties sixth sense rises at an exponential rate is my theory yeah i think that's true and in fact i think we could rightfully and accurately describe that particular mastermind meeting as being one with four nodes you were one node he was the second node the patient or the client out in the lobby was the third node and then the fourth node was whatever label you want to give it to it, call it God, call it the universal mind, call it spiritual knowledge, whatever you want. I will call it, in this case, intuition. Because yes. what, what you really described there was how he had an intuition that had not occurred to him. And that intuition occurred as a result of the three of you meeting and that fourth connection also playing a role. That, that yes. fourth connection fed him the idea he had never had before. Yes, and, and that probably and, would not have happened if you didn't have that meeting. And that, and that, that was the amazing thing, the, the piece that I'm so excited that I got. And I pointed it out to him. I said, we, you, you understand now when I talk about the law of attraction, because we're going to be greatly incorporating the law of attraction in, into this process at this new facility. It will be uh, a, a, a very large, there, there's going to be specific groups on on uh, law of attraction, positive psychology. Uh, it, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of quality stuff in that area. And, and I'm using a sort of a law of attraction model and dealing with the employees as I, um, as I, I sort of take take charge would not be the the right word but sort of meld myself into the facility and my way of of finding people's strengths in staff meetings pointing out people's strengths uh uh encouraging uplifting getting getting the most out of what they have to offer by going through their strengths not on a a fear-based existence but on a positive you know this is where you're at thing that that rallies a, a a community and someone that doesn't necessarily understand that or get along with that won't be a good fit for our facility you, you know as you're describing that i'm thinking to myself you know most people don't re- don't necessarily realize we're not in the same room when we're doing this we're doing this via an internet connection so we don't see each other and i wish you could see me right now because as you were describing that this big smile was filling out on my face and i'm thinking wow what a great place that would be to work <laughs> well and, and 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 you know and and that's when people hear it that that they automatically get there you know we, we we as a whole you know we 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 want to be that group where we're all developing we and, and there's people that like you know one young lady and i hope she's able like she mentioned she said well i don't buy into the law of attraction stuff and i said well that's 
that's not going to be a prerequisite to keep your job, but negative talking or negative uh, interaction with patients or the other employees will be. So, you know, you 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 want to you, you know you you don't necessarily have to. Her role won't require direct uh, uh, sort of. He, she she won't be directing anything that would require her to do it, but she can't be a distracting force from it either. Right. Um, because that 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 won't that won't be a, a, a healthy way for our, our our other employees to be and or our our patients to be around. It won't be healthy. But the excitement of bringing this concept, and I was able to do that to some degree uh, at, at the previous facility that I was at, and mm-hmm. that was actually one of the things that that probably led to my departure is is I was so much into that and and the uh, owner and founder of that facility was probably you know he had some some sort of variations of that mm. uh, and and it, it it worked out you know and it, you know as I've told you many times I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I was able to work there because that opportunity led me to the group of people that I'm working with now right oh yeah one was inextricably linked to the other absolutely so so when we're talking about our sixth sense and and you know and and, and it works on both sides I, I have some very dear friends and, and they 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 tolerate my humor when I talk about you know being a, re- a, a recovering Southern Baptist and <laughs> I have great respect for what they believe most of them are are, are very solid kind caring people uh, who, who would do anything for anyone sure so so the idea that that I, I believe most of them have really good intentions so when I'm when we're talking, you'll you'll hear one side. Usually, if you get both sides griping, you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> if, you know, if you're being too gaudy, um, oh boy, you're being too gaudy. And, but yeah, the the other side saying you're not gaudy enough. So we're we're right in the middle. But one of the 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 things I'm big on is redefining meanings of words. To me, mm. you and know, I've had this discussion before. Yeah. And and. To me, redefining religion and spirituality in God was a very important thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, from my personal experience, religion is totally a man-made event. Yes, it is. It is made by men. It is formed through by people's beliefs and their prejudices, mm-hmm. and and that's just you know, what happens with religion. Sure. Now I know, I know there are people that argue, you know, it's a direct uh, link to God or what have you, but I've read, I've read the Bible and, and there's many times that what they believe goes directly against what they claim it's saying. So, <laughs> so there is some controversy within that, yes. but, but also that what I instinctively know to be true, what I've experienced is that spiritual journey that's so exciting and I've witnessed it. I've witnessed people awaken because of these these techniques of of connecting with whatever this is, whatever name you want to put on it, and it, it's certainly a, a a definition for me. Again, I use I use the term God, uh, and and I, I also often use the term universe. Uh, to me, it's the same thing. You know, the the that that sort of wild, crazy, everything's out there, but yet it's controlled chaos and. Uh, uh, I'm excited by all of that that I see, mm. and when you when you you know as I was talking about that my redefinition of words, you know I I I get a lot of pushback when I, you know in my vocabulary, certain words like failure are good things. Yeah, we, we I remember the very first time we talked about it. We spent an entire show on that because. Yeah. 
it was not the way I normally thought about things. And I think a yeah. lot of people run into that same deal. They're, they're, the idea of treating failure as if, as if it was some kind of success is, is challenging at times. It, it, but once you redefine it, the, the idea that I failed my whole life, I've, I've heard that statement probably, you know, I hear it three times a week. I failed my entire life. And to see their face when I say, wow, that is amazing. You've managed to fail your entire – you're really trying hard. Yeah. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, no, you're not getting what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. And, and, and you know, but, but you know, the, the it, it's like I, I did a Facebook post the other day about, you know, I, I care about people struggling. And, and you know, I, I've redefined struggle. Struggle for me is a, 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 a strengthening process. I go to the gym every day, and I struggle beyond belief every day in the gym. Struggle's positive to me. Struggles of character building. Struggle is strength building. When I take on this new project, assuming that I'm going to do this, I am aware that me getting all this in place at times will be a struggle, and it's part of the process. And I'm excited about the struggle. Mm-hmm. Sure, and, and you have every right to be excited about it. I, I think you're right too that this is it, it directly ties into the concept of the sixth sense because. Among other things, you are relying on your sixth sense to say, yeah, this is where I want to go. I mean, you're qualified by saying, well, I haven't quite decided to do this, but it's pretty clear to me you've decided to do it. And I'm sure it's you've decided to do this because you could – it wasn't just the reasons. It wasn't just the rationality. There was a feeling about this whole thing, and that's what sixth sense is. Sixth sense is a feeling. It's an image. It's a thought that comes out of nowhere. It's a sound that, that comes out of nowhere, and it just catches your attention, and you say, what was that? What was that? that I, I feel like I just missed something. What was that? Right, right, and and that you, you know, and, and, and again, when it, when I uh, when it, when you're a lot of times I'm saying I'm I'm not hedging the fact I have pretty much decided as you're saying to take this position from a legal standpoint until a document is signed. Yeah, right. I, gotta, <laughs> I have to word things in a certain way. Hey, we we uh, always have our cautiousness, and it just sticks it, with us. Exactly, but but I certainly, uh, unless there's a change in in our our agreement in principle, uh, I certainly am on board, and I'm super excited about that. And 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 that's, and and I instinctively know that's right. I told you last week that I, while I would like it to wait a while, I instinctively knew this was the right move. Yeah, uh, yeah. And 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 again, I, I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited with with how this feels. You know, I've spent a lifetime of building to these moments and i i i look at uh, all that has happened and all the all the experiences i've been through and i would not be sitting here right now talking to you sharing with our audience what we're doing if all of these things didn't take place it's mind-boggling to me that all those chains of events happened exactly as they needed to happen for this moment to happen today and and that's where i i combine that that spiritual principle and I I was talking to you about uh, uh, many times about my son TJ and and the situation how him and I met and how we bonded and how I ended up adopting him and the chains of events that had to take place thousands of miles apart years apart they, there seems to be zero possibility of these events interacting yes and they cross perfectly that's a key, key point. That, that's a point that I, I don't think we can overstate how important it is because these kinds of serendipitous things that happen do not happen accidentally. 
And once we come to grips with that possibility, that they don't happen accidentally, that they actually do happen for a reason, that there's, there is something that makes that happen, that's really our entree to the law of attraction. Yes. It's our entree to the whole concept of Think and Grow Rich, and as Napoleon Hill is presenting it. It's our entree to how intuition works, how connection to the sixth sense works. Because the only way these crazy series of events can happen is if in some way we're paying attention to that sixth sense. Yes. Yes. And that and and you know, in in, in a brief synopsis, just to sort of give the audience that's aware of this, you know, and, and roughly I don't even I don't even remember the years. That's how messed up my, my situation was back in the time. <laughs> you know, uh, in, in, in Fortunately, the there's sum- not a test either. You won't have to pass a test, so you're okay. Yes. Yeah, the summer of either 1988 or 1989, uh, I am homeless in Las Vegas, Nevada, eating out of a trash can, feeling the lowest moment of my life. In 1991, a child was born in Union, South Carolina. To think... Later, our paths would cross, and the event of me eating out of a trash can would be relevant to this kid is just mind-boggling. In fact, that story is how you won the trust of a kid that no one else could win the trust of. That it changed everything, Walt. And you know that and we, we've we've talked about that story in various forms of fashion many times. And to me, it made me have a realization about the law of attraction and how. While I was going through that, and, and, and the spiritual, the, the God that I refer to, that they're, they're, what can you say about those events that seem so unrelated that one day become like, like they were written in a novel, and you have that twist at the end, you're going, oh my God, I didn't see that. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it, it just came together in a very exciting way. And, and I believe that we have that within us. And when, when I talk about how we have this power inside of us, that, that we get to choose how we think, we get to choose our, what we think is going to happen, and that the universe or the law of attraction picks up what we're thinking and feeling, and it makes it a reality. And all of that, you know, it, 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 you, if I were to tell you, and if somebody needs a more detailed description, you can go to on Amazon tonight and buy my book, The Bench, by Joel Elston. Uh, and, and <laughs> plug, re- plug, and plug. Story. Yeah, <laughs> plug, plug. Uh, hadn't done that in a while. So That's right, yeah. That. Uh, uh, but, but read how relevant all that became. And what happened, what I, when it happened the way it happened, the trauma of me eating out of a trash can Evolved into a necessary learning event that made a difference in a child's life that nobody else would ever make, as you alluded to earlier. Right. That's incredible that that could happen all those years and all those months. I had nothing to do with that. And, you know, there's another side to it that's also a little mind-boggling because I don't think most of us realize how often these crazy sets of circumstances happen in our own lives. I think we actually learn to block them out. I, I would be willing to guess that everyone who listens to this episode has had more than one set of circumstances like that, and I'd be willing to bet that some percentage of the people listening are going, are going to say, it's never happened to me. And the reason is, when you have a series of events that are seemingly so disconnected that you really can't piece them together, you don't tend to piece them together. Yes. And so yes. you tend to overlook it. 
it isn't until you sit back and you say, how the heck did that happen? That you begin to realize that these crazy things happen. Well, the, 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 yes, and, and I, you know, we shared the story of, of we shared multiple stories of chance meetings and, and how people were put in places and things happened that they no way intended to happen. Uh, and and it, it was life altering. You know, that it's, you know, when, when I, I heard a guy speaking, and I wish I remembered who he was, but I, I, I'm always looking at YouTube videos about law of attractions and concepts. And, and this one guy was having a really rough time in his life. And, he was trying to apply the law of attraction in his life, or at least he said he laughs. He said, "I thought I was trying to apply the law of attraction, uh, but I was applying it in the opposite direction." And he was driving to interview for a new job, and he desperately wanted this job. and And he he had put money on a credit card to buy a suit he couldn't afford. I mean, there's a whole whole story behind it. And he he. he what he really wanted to do, the deep down thing he wanted to do, he had an idea for a startup company, didn't have any money to do it. So he, but he wanted to go work for this company and one day maybe get to that. So he, he's traveling in, uh, and I believe it was, I want to say a random state, like Oklahoma, you know, something like that. And, and he has a flat tire, this small town in Oklahoma. And there's a gas station slash uh, repair shop and in the middle of town so he's he's sitting there waiting and he's, he's just uh you know bored and and has to wait like three or four hours it's clear he's not going to make the appointment he's just devastated he said this was my opportunity uh he called the guy and said can i postpone the guy said no we're we we really he said we we're going to interview you in a courtesy manner but we've already hired our person uh so there's no sense to come on in he was devastated so he he's getting ready to leave the gas station and, and you know his bill was you know 300 and I mean 286 dollars or something I forget what it was he, he had all the numbers down right so he's paying it and he, it was, he, he had enough money and he said again the law of attraction he should have looked at the fact I had enough money instead of looking at what he didn't have and the the clerk was paying you, know, you paid to the convenience store side the clerk was handing out the money and she said oh I, look I, I'm down to the um I, I I forget the wording. She had printed a Powerball ticket that she couldn't cash in. Once it's printed, they can't cancel it, apparently. Right. And she said, it's $5. Do you want it? I'm, I'm just trying to get someone to buy it. And he goes, what the heck? I've already lost that. He said, my day couldn't get much worse. So goes to the hotel room, goes home. All this stuff happens. He totally forgets about the lottery ticket. <laughs> Boy, you can see what's coming. Yeah, I don't even need to go to that. But he goes to all the details. And then... One day he 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 just happened to be listening to the news and he's he said somebody somebody said well the last big jackpot of twenty seven million dollars was hit in in Lawton Oklahoma or whatever the town was and and he goes well I was in Lawton and they and they said the date looks on the ticket it was his ticket obviously <laughs> and he's describing this, these incredible chain of events that put him in the one store to pick up the one ticket that had already been printed. You know, it, again, all the things, Walt, I'm not recommending you run out and start buying lottery tickets. That's a whole different thing. But it, it's, it's just we – there's exciting things happening, and, and you're very keen in your observation. How many times do we miss them? Oh, the, yeah. my, story, my story with TJ was so in your face that just, you just couldn't – you know, there, there's right. no – but – Wow, I but, mean, but I, the guy I, who wins I, the Powerball. I mean, what what that really addresses is the claims of those who say, "Well, probability tells us that even 
you know, occasionally a squirrel's going to find a golf ball and hit into a green. If you just give it enough time, it's going to happen. So, you know, crazy things are going to happen. And that's just the way the laws of chance work. And the Powerball example shows just how bizarre that argument becomes. Because when you really try to, to apply it to that case, you have to really apply a lot of craziness in order to make that Powerball story work. And yet that's what happened. I, I can tell a similar story. It's not quite as dramatic as Powerball. But um, unlike you, I, I've never had a, a major gambling problem. I actually tend to do well when I play poker. So I play poker online. And I used to pay, play poker online back before um, the uh, United States Fiduciaries decided that Americans uh, weren't moral enough to play poker for money. So I was playing poker for money online. During the time that I played both for money and with play chips, I have had a grand total of four royal flushes. Now, if you look up what the odds are, if you know how to do the math, most people don't know how to do the math, so I recommend looking it up. If you look up what the odds are of getting a royal flush in a seven-card Texas Hold'em game, the odds are 649,739 to one. That's for getting it one time. I've gotten it four times, and I guarantee you, I haven't come close to playing 649,000 hands. At, at best, I've probably paid maybe 10, 15,000 hands at the most. I mean, I don't play a lot of poker. You know, so the odds of me getting four of them over the course of a few years that I've been playing is just almost astronomical. So, okay, if you're the person who's arguing that this is all chance, how do you argue that I pulled it off four times? Yes, yes. I, mean, can, I, can't I, mean, e I can't even explain it. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, you, you know, you, you'll hear of things when people... When, when people have – one of the things I used to laugh at is is one of the gambling things that always fascinated me is when somebody went gambling the very first time, you know, somebody that's never really done it, they're often just wildly lucky. They win, you know, they win and, you know, oh, ha, ha, it's real, you know. And then after, you know, years of, of anticipating winning, then you get a very negative and it has an opposite effect and, and you almost can't win. And and so you you see these things happen. You see how how things respond, and you, what your belief system can build into, what how the chain of events, the combination. I've never been able to put in words. The law of attraction piece we talk about frequently, and we flow, and we're there. The intangible piece that I have, a, while. I see how the law of attraction applies to what I was doing and, and, and you know, me eating out of the trash can and how that would relate to TJ and all that stuff. I see that. But the, the thing that lined up the events for me to see it is a piece that I never quite figured it out. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I don't know if that makes any sense because it's, it, it, there, there is a force at work here. Well, the law of attraction is the best way I know of to explain what happened with that. In fact, I can think of another story, and this one has the perfect setup now that I think about it in the context of what we're talking about here. Again, this is a game online. Um, I believe this was play money. And there was a hand where four of the five cards that showed up were the same suit all in a row. I think there were spades, and I believe it was uh, eight, nine, ten jack. I had the queen of spades. And there was another player who had the seven of spades. So we both had straight flushes, which are extremely rare, but I had the winning hand. Up until the time that we played that hand, this guy 
was doing that you can do an online chat it's kind of like text messaging during the during the middle of the game and he was going on and on about how the cards were always against him and when that hand came along and i i could just tell even before it displayed what our cards were after all our bets were in we were all in on it I could just tell he had that seven of spades. I just knew it because of the way he was behaving, because of the way he'd been talking and so forth. And when that seven of spades appeared and he saw that I had the queen of spades, he went off on a rant like you would not believe. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine some of the words he was using. And it, I just, I, I'm just sitting there watching this on my screen and saying to myself, my God, there's a perfect example of the law of attraction applied negatively to a T. And, 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 that law of attraction negative side, being a, 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 a recovering gambler, uh, you 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 get to witness that firsthand. All the, it is the most fascinating thing. I mean, I've seen I've I have lost. I've seen things lose that it was impossible to lose. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I and I, I have too. I, by the way, I've experienced yeah, that. Yeah, I, I've 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 had setups where there's nothing that can happen, and then the, the then then something happens. And yeah. It's like, Ah, it's like there's know, only one card out of the remaining 41 that could possibly hit that would cause yeah. the problem, and that's the one that hits. Well, the, the one that <laughs> the one the, the, this is a really, it, 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 of course, it's hilarious now. At the time, it wasn't. Uh, I had I had picked a winner, and it was in Miami at a at a horse track, <clears throat> and I picked the winner of one of the races, and it was 19 to one odds, and this horse was leading going into the last turn. By 19 links, it was. It was. <laughs> it was secretary at the Belmont. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was pulling away. There, the horse could have stopped, got a drink of water, <laughs> and walked to win. Right. About 20 yards from the finish line, on a bright sunny day in beautiful South Florida, a seagull swoops down right in front of the horse. Oh no. The horse throws the rider. The rider hits the ground. The horse then walks to victory. Well, unfortunately, in horse racing, the rider has to be on the horse. Has to be on the horse. That's just like. I'm laughing, but that must have been horribly painful. Oh. Well, but I, I was on. I was in such a bad state of mind back then. I was anticipating loss, and and, and I, I, I jokingly had told the guy sitting next to me because I told him who I had. He goes, "Well, there's no way you can lose this one." I go, "Oh God, don't say that." <laughs> and then he looks at me and he goes, "Wow, I need to move away from you." Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you're you're cursed, and I'm like, "Yes, I am," and and. You know, it, 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 it's just that you you see that, and I don't I don't like to even delve into the negative side of law of attraction because it's such a, a deep dark hole. But you, but but, you, but it does have the, the message. The message is if it works on the negative side, guess what? It works on the it, positive side that's too. That's the beautiful, exactly, Walt, and that's the exciting piece. Is we have so when when we're talking about this chapter of the sixth sense, and it's easy to go all over the place here, and and, and religion is almost impossible to discuss without upsetting somebody. Uh, so which is probably why we're talking about poker and horse racing. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, as far as this chapter goes, placing yourself in your comfort zone of understanding and what your belief system is, the law of attraction is not replacing your religious or spiritual beliefs. Right. It's an addition to it. All religions that I'm aware of, or all teachings, 
have some form of the law of attraction in them. Or at least they have some acceptance of them. To, to exactly. some degree, they can find some, some agreement with it. Absolutely. I actually did and, interview a young woman, uh, a Muslim, who came onto the show specifically to talk about the law of attraction. And she told me point blank, no, there is nothing about the law of attraction or even close to it in Islam. But it's something that could be compatible with Islam. Right. And, and, and the fact that that, that could be. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the, the Christian religion, you know, it actually mentions, you know, the faith of a mustard seed. You can move them oh, out. Oh, yeah. So, Christianity so has a lot of different forms on it. Yeah, they, they, they speak of it a lot. So, so the idea that it's out there, you know, finding it and, and not – one thing that I, 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 you and I talked about before we did this particular episode, I'm a big believer in all this. Walt's a very big believer in all this. We have a tendency to filter and look for the negative. We tend, we, you know, as, especially when we're trying to discover something. We do not claim a hundred percent accuracy or having all the answers here. We share our experiences, what we believe, and what we've seen. Hey, if I can get fifty percent, I'm doing good. There you go. And so, what we're what we're shooting for in sharing this is not an opportunity for to say, oh, we'll say they're, they're double talking or they're this, that. No, it, it's, we have struggled. I, I have, I have struggled with how to implement the law of attraction in my life successfully. I, I still don't do it a hundred percent. I, I'm much further along than I was, but this is an ongoing process. I know many people that have done this for a long period of time, and I don't know anyone who does it 100% all the time. So the idea that this is the study of, the the search of, that's what we're trying to present here. So it it is is it that well you know you're 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 talking out of both sides of your mouth, or you're saying this, or you're saying that. It it is there is conflict at time in what we're saying, but it, it's the conflict we're sharing how we unintentionally do things, and that becomes a habit. The law of attraction is amazing way to tune into what you and, and I'm, I'm i'm in that zone right now in my life mm. it is an amazing way to uh to wake up you you have no there's just no doubt that there's going to and here's here's something that that can't coexist monday um it, it we're recording on a tuesday evening uh it monday was yesterday i i was having one of those days where i just couldn't catch my breath it was something messages people in, in crisis and why aren't you calling me back and you know and, and normally there's only one or two people a day that I'm dealing with this is like nine or ten people mm. I was I was like and a side of me was almost like my goodness this was a horrible Monday <laughs> and then I'm like I, and, the and, moment and I then you remembered some of your definitions of what struggle are and so forth right and I said what an amazing Monday that I was able to handle each one of these events help each one of these people get to the other side, ended up having a very good day, uh, was, was had a great workout at the gym. I, I, I replayed the day in a very different way, but my initial reaction was, my goodness, this was, you know, this was crazy, but it wasn't. It was, it had a lot of struggle, a lot of challenges, but the fact that I, I, I was able to handle all of that, I was strengthened by the day. I can I can handle whatever the world throws at me. I know that. That reminded me of that yesterday. And that's really the power that Napoleon Hill felt as he was writing this chapter in his book, because he had written all this stuff about how to uh, you know, focus on your desire, introduce faith, mix it together, build in the mastermind, and all the other steps 
of his uh, 13 step process, and th this is the final conclusion of it. Now, we've gone on for about 54 minutes, we've only got a few minutes left, but I do want to at least touch on what it was that this chapter really focused on. He talks about how he had for a long time in his own mind uh, tried to shape himself based on the nine men who he felt were most impressive to him. And those nine men were Ralph Waldo Emerson, Thomas Paine, Thomas Edison, Charles Darwin, Abraham Lincoln, Luther Bur Burbank, Napoleon, Henry Ford, and Andrew Carnegie. And every night, this is the weird part, he would have an imaginary council with these people. He called them his invisible counselors. And that's that, that woo-woo part that you and I have been kind of dancing around. We didn't really want to get into it. And I, I still don't want to get into it specifically because we only have five minutes left. But I do want to say this. You know what, Joel? I've been trying to make this kind of connection myself. I haven't made it yet. And whether or not right. I'm going to make it, I honestly don't know. But wouldn't it be cool? Because that's what we talked about earlier. We talked about how great it is that we have the ability to just ask a question and Google gives us the answer. Wouldn't it be great if we could talk to people on the other side and get answers that way? Oh, and, absolutely. And, and you know what? I think we're real close to it. I I, I hope we are. And, and I, I, I know the in my, my belief system, I, I think that that is something we, we're going to get to. We're going to be able, as we evolve our minds, uh, I, I think we get closer and closer. I really do. And, and I, 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 I just am encouraged by so many people that have uh, uh, used this type technique and, and they tell me that it works. I've heard a lot of people talk about this technique. I personally have never really You've actually had people well. talk to you who, who said they've been able to use it then. Yes, I have. Wow. I, I personally have not been – this is the one piece that I personally haven't been able to, to knock out of the park yet. I would love to. And, and I, will, I will be honest. I don't really try often. I can't say I try that often either. But lately I have tried, and I haven't gotten there yet. But there are a few things I've noticed along the way. First of all, I only recently discovered there's a, a term for a condition I have, aphantasia. And what that is, is it's the, the inability to visualize things. I, uh, if you ask me to visualize a scene with my eyes closed, I have a tremendous difficulty doing that. And there are apparently other people who have even more difficulty. I can at least, to some vague extent, create my mind, uh, you know, the, the vague, vague, very vague outlines of a scene. And when I found out that most people are able to very vividly imagine, you know, entire pictures and entire experiences visually in their minds, I say, wow, where am I at? <laughs> <laughs> but an interesting thing has been happening as I've been studying this and, and, and pushing myself a little bit more and a little bit more. I find my ability is improving to the point where I am now experiencing slightly more vivid dreams, for instance, than I did before. So if I can do that with dreams, why can't I do that with intuition? Why can't I do that with reaching out to somebody on the other side? Why can't I have a conversation with Abraham Lincoln? And I, I, I have had moments, and I've had dreams where I've, I've woken up in the middle of the night, and, and I, I'm like, wow, and, and remembered it was significant and a big discovery or whatever, uh, something very, and I said, I can't wait till the morning. And, and then I wake up in the morning and have no idea what it was about. I remember thinking about it and saying, wow. So I, I think there's some wow moments happening, but I, they're not translating to my conscious yet. Well, we've got about a half a minute left, so I just want to take that half minute to say, while we're done with this book, we're not done with books. Joel, what's the next book we're going to do? 
I think the next logical step is The Secret. The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. The sensation of 2008, 2009, 2007, that era. Yeah, we're going to do The Secret, so you want to be sure to stay tuned to that. And we want to remind you, if you aren't already subscribed, subscribe to our podcast. You can do that at LOAToday.net. That's our website. You can do it on iTunes. You can do it through our Facebook page. You can do it through YouTube. And, of course, you can continue to listen to us right here on PRN. So there are lots of ways to make sure you stay tuned. Joel, this has been great doing Napoleon Hill. I can't wait to do the next book. It's been a pleasure as usual. Walt, great to see you. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.